I want to preach a very simple message. I believe God's going to encourage us tonight. Uh, if you have your Bibles, let's turn, amen, to Psalms chapter 147 tonight, verse 3. And while you're there, let's turn to the book of Matthew chapter 9 as well. So Psalms 147, verse 3, and also Matthew as well. We're going to read to Matthew chapter 14, sorry. Matthew chapter 14 is our text tonight, but I want to preach a very simple message that I believe is quite relevant to uh, our lives that I believe that we all experience from day to day. Uh, I believe that God will want to encourage us because there's some things in our lives that we go through that we sort of question God. God, why is this happening to me? Has anyone ever said that before? God, why is this happening to me? How come it happens to me? And so I want to preach a message tonight entitled The Blessing in Brokenness. The Blessing in Brokenness, because you know what? There's a bigger picture. There's a purpose for your pain. There's a testimony behind each test. There's a message behind every mess. And so number one, if you're taking note, let's consider broken. Because we're talking about brokenness tonight. So let's consider broken. The word broken is the past tense of break. And we see this you know, played out in many areas of our lives. We can find this, whether it be good and bad, broken. When it comes to sports, we think about the world records that have been broken, you know, that have been set by certain athletes. And yet, because of the uh, rigorous training, the athletes that go through to go in and break those records. The word broken is used even in our physical bodies. How many of you guys have ever broken a bone? Anybody? Oh, everyone's all perfect. Yes, man, I've broken a bone. I've experienced this firsthand. Broken my collarbone. The bone actually came out of the skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. And uh, I've, you know what? <laughs> Every head bowed. <laughs> and so, you know what? Brokenness. We can all undergo brokenness, even in the law. I mean, we see the word broken. When people go to prison, people are locked up because of the fact that they've broken the law. Amen. You may be here tonight and you've broken some of those laws and you thank God that you're free. Amen. Hallelujah. We see the word broken even in our day-to-day lives, in our relationships. Come on now. We see it in the word brokenness in our own marriages, whether it be, you know what, through an affair. We see it through relationships where someone's been cheated on. It brings this brokenness in someone's heart, broken by a character deficit of someone else. They were untrustworthy. They were just simply unfaithful or just simply sinful. But how many know mankind when we're talking about broken, is really, truly broken. Can you say amen? Mankind is broken. I want to take you back to the beginning because God created the heavens and the earth. He saw it and he was like, man, this is good. I like this. This is, this is nice. Paradise here on earth. And he saw it was good and he said it was good. Then he saw man. He saw Adam in the garden. He said, man, it's not good for man to be alone. So he creates a helper. He creates a a companion. He creates, the, you know what, a wife for Adam. God saw it. God spoke it. And then God set it in motion. I want you to get that very carefully tonight. God saw. God spoke. And he set it in motion. And when God saw that Adam was alone, God spoke it, said it's not for man to be alone. And what does God do? He sets in motion and he brings in a friendship, a companion for Adam. The reason why I said that is because this, you know what? God sees you. God sees you right now where you are. 
And God knows exactly what you're going through. And the thing is, God wants to speak to your life. God wants to set things in motion for you. And the thing is tonight that sometimes we go through life and we're kind of like, you know what, God, where are you? Amen. God, God, where are you in this situation of difficulty, in this trial or this situation? God, where are you? But I want to encourage someone tonight. Listen, God sees. God sees you and he knows exactly what you're going through and he wants to speak to your life. He wants to speak to you and he wants to set things in order for your life so you can have a blessed life. But you might ask and say, man, Pastor, how does God speak to me? How does God speak to me? Well, there's a quote. John C. Maxwell, he said this, and I quote, the most important step is your first step. Amen. If we could just strip it back. Brian McKnight said, you know what? Let's go back at one. If we could start it back at one. My brothers are like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. If we could start it back at one. And so the first step, how does God speak to me? The first step of God speaking to you is number one, you got to get saved. You got to give your life to Jesus Christ. You got to understand this. Romans 10, verse 9 says that if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. If we can start back at one, the first step is to give our lives to Jesus Christ. In Romans verse 12, the, uh, chapter 10, verse 12, that very next verse. It says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be what? Be saved. Many of us here tonight have called out in our distress. Many of us have called out to God and say, you know what, God, change me. God, save me, a sinner like me. I'm broken. God, I need something to happen in my life. God, and the first thing that happens is, you know what, we get saved. We give our lives to Christ. And then it's from that moment on when God changes us, God saves us. That there's this understanding that now we belong to God. Romans, uh, sorry, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. Listen to this. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Just let that sit for a moment. You were bought with a price. That you know what, when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, that now all of a sudden our lives are not our own anymore. That Christ has purchased us. We're, our lives are literally in His hands. But this is the thing. When we get saved, there's this genuine transformation that takes place on the inside of a, of a new convert. There's this new surrender that takes place. A real genuine surrender. That now He says, you know what God, I, I, I want to do your will. That before in life, I was all about me, 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 myself and I. You know what, I'll just do everything that I want to do. But as soon as we get saved, something happens on the inside. It's called the inner work of God's grace. And how many know this is the answer for a broken world? This is the answer. This is the world that we live in. It's broken. And the only answer is Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. You know what, Muhammad won't save you. Buddha, look at him. He's quite, you know, ah. He ain't going to get up and save you. Jesus is the only one who will save us. He said, I come to give life and life more abundantly. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only answer for the brokenness. He's the only answer for your broken heart tonight. And I want to tell you the first step on hearing Christ is getting saved. Surrendering your heart to Jesus. It's then after you've gotten saved, the first step is this. Get a Bible and read it. Get a Bible, get your word. That's how God speaks to you. That God would want to speak to you. Remember the three S's, right? God sees. God 
wants to speak into your life. And the only way he can speak into your life is by opening the Bible. Get yourself a Bible and open it up. God, speak to my life. Because you know what? By his word, he wants to set things in motion for your life. But the only thing is we want God's blessing. We want him to, you know what, direct our paths, do it. But we're, we're, we're missing out on the, the steps here. God, I want to get God, I want to give my life to you. God, I want to give you my life. And what happens is God begins to speak to you through his word. When you read, pray, get to know him. Get to know Jesus again. Get to know God. Know his character. Know his nature. Know his voice. I pray, God, let the Holy Spirit, let this resonate in our hearts tonight that, you know what? May we always remember God sees us. That God speaks to us and he wants to set things in motion for you. Again, we're going back into the garden. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. Listen to this. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep. Then God said, let there be light and there was light. I mean, think about this for a moment. God saw it. God saw that the earth was made without form, without void. The darkness was over the earth. God saw it. But then God spoke. He said, let there be light. And what happened next? God set it in motion and there was light. And I want to say this tonight because there are people tonight, you're broken. I mean, we're all broken people. And the thing is, you know what? You can fool your friends. You can fool your families and think, you know what? Yep, you've got it all together. But listen, you can't fool God. That deep inside, you're broken, you're empty, you're messed up. Even, you know what, you might have your nice makeup on. You might go to the gym, look all good and fit and good. I'm telling you what, God sees us who we really are. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13, listen to this. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. You see, God sees right through us and God saw the brokenness of the world. I mean, this is full on insane. God saw the world, right? And he said something needs to be done. Something needs to be done. People are trying to do all these things to piece the puzzles together. People are trying to do all these things to fill their lives, to, to try and fix their lives. But nothing is going perfect. Nothing, everything is going out of motion. And yet God sees, he, he speaks and listen what he does. What does he do? He sent his son, Jesus. He sent his only son, God, so you and I, how is the broken people going to get restored? He saw how broken we were by sin, and yet he sent his only son to die on the cross. To take your sins and my sins, to take the sins of the world. He took our shame, your punishment upon himself. And I want to turn your attention tonight to John chapter 19, because here we see Christ. He's on the cross, and he sees something. He spoke something and something is set in motion. John chapter 19, verse 28. Listen to this. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished. After this, Jesus, knowing. That word is actually translated as seeing. Jesus saw, right? Jesus seeing that all things were now accomplished. That word is completed. That scripture might be fulfilled and Jesus says these I, I thirst Jesus said I thirst and if you were to go down to verse 30 he says these words it is finished 
This is powerful because Jesus, bowing his head, gave up his spirit and he said those words, it is finished. And I want you to turn your gaze to the word accomplished and the word finished because these two words, right, are the same Greek word used, which is tetelestai. And this is important to understand because this is revelation that, you know what, God wants to speak to us as a church. Tetelestai, T-E-T-E. L-E-S-T-A-I, Tetelestai. And what this really means was back in Bible times, Tetelestai was written on particular documents when something had been paid. When something had been paid, it was Tetelestai. It was equivalent to our receipt. That it's now been paid, here it is, Tetelestai. It's paid, it's full, paid in full. And so God saw the brokenness. Jesus saw that it was accomplished. Jesus spoke, it is finished. And he set in motion now forgiveness for the whole world. God set in motion now that forgiveness can be made. That you know what? That everything has been done on the cross. God saw how broken it was. Jesus spoke and said it is finished. Here's the receipt. It's paid. Here's the receipt. It's paid in full to those who would believe on him. That, you know, when you get to heaven, that because of Jesus Christ and his blood, that we, that we have become in him, his righteousness. That Christ is now, when we get to heaven, there's this receipt. Yep, now that's paid. Tetelestai, it's paid. Here's the receipt for Brother Martin. No, 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 it's been paid. Let him go through. It's been paid. Here's the receipt. And this is what I want you to understand, that now the Holy Spirit wants to set in motion all the promises in his word. That God sees you right where you are. God knows exactly what you're going through. God wants to speak to you through His Word. God wants to give you understanding and wisdom so that His Holy Spirit can now begin to set in motion all the promises that are in His Word. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says it. For all the promises. Everyone say all the promises. Not just a little bit of the promises. <laughs> Not just the, you know, this and that. But He says all the promises of God. In him a yes, and in him, amen. That, you know what, let it be done. Let it be said, amen. You know what, when we, our sins were paid, amen, it's fulfilled. That these promises now in the word apply to every single child of God. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in condemnation. If you're saved, listen, you know what, like we preached the other Sunday, his grace is sufficient for you. His grace is sufficient for your weakness, Amen. His grace is sufficient for you and I. But you see this, God sees us. God wants to speak to us daily and he wants to set things in motion. Listen to what he does. The heartbeat of God. Psalms 147 verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted. Thank you, Jesus. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up the wounds. Are you broken tonight? Is your heart broken by someone? Is your heart broken by family? Is your heart broken by a relationship? Listen, the only answer for you tonight is Jesus. I mean, I'm telling you, if we were just to come to church and we give you some two-step programs, listen, we're not all about behavior modification. I'm sorry, you're in the wrong place. Listen, tonight we're preaching the gospel message of Jesus Christ, that Jesus died and he rose again to save our souls from the pit of hell, to give us life and life more abundantly. And Jesus wants to set things in motion for you and I. But are we truly listening to God? I mean, seriously, are we really listening to Him? God, what do you want to speak to my life? God, what do you want to say to me? Because here it is, Jesus wants to heal the broken hearts. He wants to set things in motion for you. 
Isaiah 61 verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberties to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. That is the nature of our God, that He wants to heal your broken heart. I want to talk about the blessing in brokenness for a minute tonight. Because we're all of the same mind. You know, what's broken needs to be fixed. My son knows my dad, and the, the only thing he knows it is that if anything's broken in the house, it's poppy fix it. It's, you know what, it's broken. No, no, this just needs some batteries. No, no, poppy fix it. No, I can fix it, son. <laughs> I can do it. I can, I can fix it. But no, everything is, is poppy fix it. And that's the thing with our mindset. It's like, you know, what's broken needs to be fixed. And you see, that's God's heart as well. God saw it, God said it, and God set in motion. But what about this? What if we come to God? What if He does heal us of our brokenness? What if we come to Him? He sets us free and He makes us whole. And then He breaks us. Has anyone ever been there? You know, you're a Christian, right? And you feel like, man, there's something happening. God's breaking you. Why is this? Well, the simple answer is this. God wants us to see what He sees. God wants us to speak His word and situations so that his plan can be carried out in and through our lives the most importantly part of your breaking is for the benefit of others there's a bigger picture that's taking place because you didn't just become a christian to get to heaven you didn't just come to church and you know what god blessed your life listen no no, no it's, it's more than that it involves others Jesus, I mean, think about his ministry. He went in town after town, cities after cities, and he was beginning to teach and preach the gospel. He healed the sick, opened the blind eyes. He was casting out demons. And yet, you'd think for someone to be a preacher, to be like, man, I've done it. Job done, tick the box. Woo, revival, powerful. But no, no, Jesus didn't stop there. I want to uh, turn to Matthew 9, verse 35, because here we find a story, and you think at the pinnacle of Jesus' success, you think, yep, that's it, cool, done, mission accomplished. Matthew chapter 9, verse 39, listen to the story. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, teaching and preaching. Teaching is like tonight. I'm teaching you about the word. Preaching is the Holy Ghost. Jesus was preaching with power, signs and wonders. And here it is, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness, every disease among the people. Verse 36, but when he saw the multitudes, get that, he saw the multitudes. He was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Jesus saw the multitudes. He was moved by what he saw. He saw them weary and scattered. Weary, they're tired from carrying these burdens. They're tired from carrying their sins. Scattered, meaning, you know what, there's no direction, there's no purpose, there's no meaning in life. And Jesus, after doing all these miracles, made this comment and said, you know what, they're like sheep with no shepherd. They need someone to be a pastor. They need someone to be a mentor. They need someone who could lead them in all godliness and truth. 
And he says, this is his heart. He says, the, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. The laborers are few and Jesus sees and he is moved. Are you moved tonight by what you, by what you see when you walk down in Beanley? Are you moved, church, when you walk through the towns? Are you moved by what you see, the brokenness in people's lives? I mean, this is the heart of Jesus Christ. And he's saying the laborers are few. This is the, the call for the church. Jesus sees the need, the need for more laborers. His heart is to send more laborers into his harvest. And so God, break us to see what you see. God, break our mindsets, our old habits that we've set in place so that we can be moved by what you're moved. God, break us tonight so that we can be touched by you so that we can touch others. Because you know what, in the end of it, when everything is all said and done, it's all for his glory. It's all for his glory. God, use my life, not for myself, but God, for your glory. God, change my life. God, use my life for your glory. God, use my marriage. God, use us as a family. God, to touch other people's lives for your glory. God, use this church. God, not that we can be a church on the map where everyone can see, oh yeah, cool, that's the beanie. No, 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 God, for your glory. God, you know what? God, use my gifts. God, use my talents. Not for my own self, but God, break me so that I could use it for you. God, so that we could see other people come in and get saved. God, that we could see others come in so that others can be raised up and also go out into the harvest field. This is his purpose. And I want to encourage someone tonight. There is a purpose to your pain. That God wants to use you. That maybe God is doing some breaking in your life. That maybe there's some things that are transitioning in your heart, in your mind. And some things are breaking in you. Maybe because God wants to use you. Maybe it's because God sees you right there and then and says, you know what? I see potential. I see something. And as a pastor of this congregation, you know what? I see many, many giftings and many talents. That God would want to use so many people here tonight. What a privilege it is to stand behind the pulpit, preach his message, and yet cast a vision and say, you know what? God can use every single one of you. That if you would simply surrender your life to Christ, that if you would simply open up his word, find out, man, God, you care about me, that you never leave me nor forsake me. God, that you have a plan for my life, a hope and a future. Wow. And God begins to set in motion things for your life according to his word for his glory. Amen. I'll close with this story. Matthew chapter 14, verse 14. Very, very famous portion of scripture. Familiar story. I close with this. And when Jesus went out, again, he says this, he saw a great multitude. God sees, God speaks, and God sets in motion. He saw a great multitude. He was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Verse 15, when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said, they don't need to go away. Hallelujah. Isn't it, aren't you glad that Jesus didn't send you away? They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. Looking up to heaven, he blessed. 
and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave to the multitudes. God saw the need. God spoke and said, bring them to me. Bring your life to Jesus Christ. Bring what you have to God. Bring what you have. It might only be a little, but I cannot tell you in the hands of God, it's powerful. Your little is powerful in the hands of the Almighty God. You might be here tonight and say, man, can God ever use a broken person like me? Yes, He can. Can God ever, yes, He can. Can God ever use someone like, yes, He can. And He wants to use your life. God saw it. He sees it. He speaks over you. But get this, bring your life to me. Bring them here to me. Looking up to heaven, God, Jesus, blessed it and He broke it. There's a blessing through your brokenness. I mean, if it was never blessed, if it was never broken, it was only fit for a little boy's lunch. But because of the breaking, it was able to feed the multitudes. Listen, the, there's purpose behind your pain. This is the blessing with the brokenness is that through your breaking that you're able to now minister to so many people around you. To be an influence to your family, your friends to be an influence where you know what before in your own life in your own hands it could only just do something good for you but when you give it to God when he breaks you it begins to do far more and reach far more people why are we being broken the reason is simply this so many lives can be touched for his glory for Jesus Christ because there is a blessing in your brokenness amen every head bowed every eye closed just a simple message tonight God sees, God speaks, and God sets things in motion. Trust in Him. Surrender whatever it is that you have. Trust it in His hands. Give it to God. Let Him use your life. Maybe you're here tonight and you know what? You're, you're broken. You're still living in sin. I want to give a call, an invitation. This is uh, one of our most important parts of every single service that we hold is we give altar calls. The reason why is God sees and God knows every single one of our hearts. God knows that we're sinful creatures. God knows that we don't have it together. But the hope of the gospel is that God loves us and He sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross and take our shame and our sins. The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once, then comes the judgment. I want to ask you the simple question, where will you spend eternity if you were to die? Where will you spend eternity, heaven or hell? It's a question that every single one of us should be asked. Where will I spend eternity, heaven or hell? But friend, God loves you. He does not want to for you to go to hell. And you're here tonight. You know your heart's not right with God. You know you're living in sin, away from God. But God loves you tonight. He wants to save your soul. He wants to give you an opportunity. If that's you, you know you're not right with God. You lift your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not right with God. If I was to die, I wouldn't make heaven my home. If that's you, won't you raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Pray for me. I need forgiveness. I need Jesus. Lift your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I want to be saved. You're broken. You need Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here tonight and you're backslidden. Your heart is not right with God. You're away from God tonight. But you want to come back to Christ. Won't you raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I want to get saved. I want to give my life to Jesus. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else want to join this honest heart? You want to give your life to Christ? 
Amen, I see that hand. God bless you, God bless you. Thanks for being honest, thanks so much. Anyone else want to join these honest hearts? Say, yep, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm living in sin. I'm living away from God. I want to give my life to Christ. I want Christ to heal my brokenness. Thank you so much for being honest. Anyone else want to join this honest people that say, yes, I want to give my life to Christ. This might be your last message. This might be the message that you would stand before God and God says, I try to reach to you. This is the message. He loves you and He wants to save your soul. Lift your hand with these honest people and say, yes, amen, I see that hand. Anyone else want to join these honest people? Lift your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be made whole again. Give your life to Jesus. Let Him save you. Let Him put the things back together again. And let Him use your life. Lift your hand with mine and these others. God sees, amen, I see that hand. God sees you. Anyone else? Anyone else? God wants to bless your life. God wants to use your life. God wants to for you firstly to surrender your life. Is that you tonight? You want to raise your hand with all your